God is good. Christ says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The assignment Christ came to offer is to bring people back to the consciousness of the manifestation of God's kingdom here on earth. When somebody wants to talk about your body being the temple of God, they only want to make reference to sin and not the consciousness of God's presence per se. Hallelujah. Your body is not the temple of God so that you will not commit sin alone. Your body is the temple of God so that you can be conscious of God's presence 247. Hallelujah. The place of your mind in God's master plan. You were made in the image and likeness of God. From time primordial, 18th century, 17th century, there is a word called psychopath. It is cued from the Greek word psychospathos. Psychos, according to the Greek original translation, means mind. Pathos means sickness. Who is a psychopath? Because we cannot be talking about the subject of the mind and not talking about psychopath. The place of your mind in God's master plan. A psychopath happens to be a person with the original definition that is sick in the mind. A person is sick in the mind when he has not been taught how to make the good use of his mind. Hallelujah. If you have not been taught the ABC on how to use your mind, you can be said to be a psychopath because you'll find yourself trying to force things, exert so much energy on things that are irrelevant. You channel your energy, all your strength, put all your weight behind irrelevant things. A lot of times, people create problems for themselves without knowing. They don't even know that they are creating problems for themselves in the first place. Because with the mind is the ability to create. Come sun, come rain. Whether you are conscious of it or not, the mind possesses a power that can be used to change events or create events as well. Let me tell you how the first set of physicians operate. The first set of physicians, what they do is to sit a person down and lecture him on the influence of his mind on the current sickness he's having. And they help him to manage his mind back to that position whereby the mind will also be able to influence the sickness to disappear. That was the way physicians operated at the first stage of the assignment here on earth. Whatsoever drug you purchase, the chemical content you have in that drug, your body 
had the capacity to produce it. And if your body is given less of it because of stress, your body is not in the right state to produce that substance that your body needs, then you need to get a tablet to supplement for it. Because when you are going through stress, for example, you have an headache, you have gone through stress back to back, that your body is not in the right state to produce enough of the substance that you get from paracetamol. Paracetamol is complementing the shortage of what your body cannot produce. So drugs don't cure you. Drugs complement and supply what your body is not able to produce because of what? Stress. I don't know somebody is getting me. This was the reason why the Bible says that a merry heart does better than what? Medicine. Because if your mind is in its best state, it will be producing everything that the medicine is supposed to supplement in your heart, towards your stomach. If you are troubled, if you are overthinking, you begin to produce an acid-like substance that when scientists were able to get those substances from the human being, they put it on a paper, it burns the paper. So the acid they pour on people, your body can produce it from within. Hallelujah. The mind. Your body can also produce electricity. But you ask yourself that, ah, where is my leg connected to? Does that mean that I have to connect my hand somewhere to be able to generate electricity? If you don't have electricity in your body, your brain will not work. It is the electricity in your body that powers your brain. What is the reason why? When you are not in the right state of mind, you will be producing less electricity that powers the brain. You, will be, you can be said to be having depression. You will be forgetting things. Your mind. This is what supposed to be teaching in the church, which is beyond for God's all of the world. And he gave his only begotten son. The world became flesh and dwelt among us. And we'll just leave it there. Hallelujah. Through the pattern of thoughts, you are generating waves. The same wave that internet service provider have to beam in order for you to connect. All the thoughts you are thinking turns out to become a wave that would be transported worldwide. If you say you are poor, or if you think in the line of poverty, you are sending a signal into the whole world, and uh, everything that has to do with poverty will be what will be happening to you. In other words, lack. Nobody will remember you to give you anything that is good. That's the mind now. But when you think in the direction of abundance, you have connected the world. To him who has, more will be what? Given. Because you are mindfully thinking in the dimension of abundance, you are already sending signals. The world is a small place. It's smaller than you can think. Just as much as it's also as big as you can imagine. In the mind realm, the world is a small place. Hallelujah. This is the reason why when you declare on yourself that I'm royalty and you think in the dimension of royalty, anywhere you enter, you'll be treated 
as one, even if they didn't hear you say it when you said it. Your mind. A person that does not understand the use of the mind is automatically a psychopath. So if you have never encountered the subject on mind management and you are just coming across it, you have been a psychopath all along. In other words, you will be causing problems for people and yourself. Hallelujah. Because Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, right? There's a reason why the Bible says so. But people have not been able to interpret it. So the pattern of thought you think will determine what you attract. You don't think anything that you just conceive. That you are conceiving does not mean that you should think about it. There are some thoughts that will come to you that you just drop immediately. Thoughts of self-pity are thoughts that will attract more hardship to you. Thought of falling into what? Self-pity will help you to attract what? More hardship. Torment. Self-pity. This is the reason why the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Be happy always. Happiness is the thing of the mind. You continue to face emotional issues if you are emotional. I mean, falling into self-pity. The only emotion you are permitted to express is happiness. By God, the only emotion you are permitted to do what? Express is the emotion of what? They say a merry heart does better than what? If you are happy always, you will visit the doctor once in 15 years. Because your body will be supplementing. Your body will be creating the omega-3 you need for your brain to be active. Aside from food. I remember when I first thought on the message on air. I got some feedback. Some people said, are you sure this man of God has not deep inside this or something? Because I'm giving you meat. You don't understand what meat look like. And because the person that is speaking is not the people you... You revere so much. So it should not come from me. It's too big for me to talk about. When did he begin ministry? That's a question. The same question they asked Christ when he was teaching in the temple. They said, how did you know it? I knew it because the spirit of a sovereign Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me. And it's not a declaration. It's a reality. I'm anointed to do this and I'll continue to do it to the best of the spirit's capacity as it is being given me. No, it's good to talk about this sometimes because somebody may be somewhere saying that, why is he bragging? I'm not bragging. I'm a child of God. I'm not living a borrowed life. Hallelujah. Bible says that, know ye not that your body is a temple of God. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 16. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6 verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. Let's start from 15. It says, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an harlot? God forbid. The same thing is repeated in verse 19. 
Okay, verse 19 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye are of God, and ye are not your own. This scripture passage speaking about you being the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, is to bring you to the consciousness of the Spirit's presence within you. And the Spirit is a manifestation of God. Because there are three persons in one God. Hallelujah. And once you begin to embody the nature of God, you begin to manifest the life of God. All these things are married together in your heart. I mean in your mind. It is through your mind you are able to come to a place of acknowledgement of you being the temple of God. In summary, for you to be the temple of God and to manifest the presence of that same God, you must live in continual consciousness of his presence every now and then. And if you are conscious of his presence every now and then, his presence will be made manifest in all that you do, in everywhere that you enter. The first subject that's supposed to be analyzed and broken down into pieces is the subject of the mind. Before they begin to feed you with other parts of the gospel. Hallelujah. Can I tell you? Those who have practiced occultism and witchcraft do much about the use of the mind. Simple meditation connects you to the power of God. And meditation is a thing of the mind. There are ministering spirits in the spirit realm that will come to you just like when they came to Christ. Turn the stone to bread. Do you think Satan came in person? He was ministering to him as a ministering spirit to his heart. If you know you are the son of God, turn the stone to bread. If you know you have power, jump. The word of God says that you are son and angel concerning you. To guard you in all your ways, that you may not dash your feet against a stone. He was quoting scripture. But Christ understood mind management and he knew that those things that look like thoughts, that seem like thoughts that will preserve you or favor you, they are also trapped. Some of the thoughts that promote self-preservation are dangerous traps from Satan sometimes. Watch and pray. God is good. The mind, two personalities, make up your mind. And we have the male and the female. If you marry a wife and she's not well-trained, she can become a nagging woman or a quarrelsome woman. So also, if your mind was not educated, the feminine part of your heart will become a problem to you because you keep making noise where you're supposed to be quiet. You have two personalities in your mind. You have the male part and the female part. A female that is untrained to know when to be quiet will always continue to do what? Talk and nag. And when she nags, Bible says that it is better to live in the corner of a roof 
than to live with a quarrelsome woman. That's another subject of the mind. The other part of the mind that is untrained, which is one of the jobs that our parents are supposed to do to us as children, to train us on how to use our mind so that we will not start creating problems where there is no problem. A mind that is not well programmed is a mind that is untrained. I said something in the book of First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2. And the book of First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. Let's read the book of Psalm 46 verse 10. I want to bring something to you. It says, Be still and know that I am who? I will be exalted among the earthen, and I will be exalted in the earth. Hallelujah. It says, Be still and know that I am. There are times whereby challenges come. The only thing you just need to do is to be quiet. And your mind needs to be quiet as well. If you are quiet in your face and your mind is not quiet, you are not quiet though. I mean, in the face of challenge. There was something that happened to Moses when he stood by the Red Sea. When he got to the front of the Red Sea, he knew that what is before him is more than him. What did he do? He observed what? Quietness. There are some things you respond to. There are some situations life throw at you. There are some things you are not supposed to respond to. But a lot of time you begin to raise prayer points. Because you lack the discernment to know what to respond to and know what not to respond to. Still on the subject of the, of the mind, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 20 says, The Lord is in his temple. Let everywhere be silent. The moment you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, since you no longer are your own owner, you are now the temple of God. And if your body is now the temple of the Lord, if the Lord is in his temple, let your second mind be what? Quiet. When trouble comes, stay what? Quiet. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Lord? And if the Bible says in the Bible, chapter 2, verse 20, that the Lord is in his temple. No, the temple is not only restricted to what? Structures. This is your body being the temple now. Which I'm making reference to. You should learn to be quiet sometimes. When troubles come. In other words, you should learn how to quiet your thoughts. That's what I'm saying. You can be speaking with your mouth while your thoughts are what? In other words, you are unbothered by circumstances. You are not filled with fear. To be living in fear is your heart making noise. To be expressing fear in your mind is what? Is noise before God. And whereas, those are the things that the Lord speaks against. Christ spoke against it. He said, do not worry. Worry is also noise in the temple of God. Have you noticed that anytime you are worried about something, it doesn't end well? 
because you don't allow you don't want to allow God to do his work the world you possess the world that is happening in your mind is what's happening on the outside what happens in your physical world is a reflection on the world within in the journey of mind management you are supposed to learn quietness as well whereby you think about nothing that's after you must have accepted Christ as a Lord and Savior a lot of times a lot of people accept Christ as a Lord and Savior and their heart is racing they are worried about the food to eat the clothes to wear and what to happen tomorrow they are anxious about everything what may happen what if something bad happens whereas you have confessed Christ as your Lord which your body is now is temple these are the myths that Christians are supposed to be receiving the day you confess Christ as your Lord Christ has taken residence in you you are supposed to be conscious of his presence you cannot be carrying the presence of God and be making noise at the same time with worries fear anxiety since you don't have Christ in you and you anticipate evil evil will happen faster because the Christ in you helps you to activate the evil for you and after he activates the evil and evil comes upon you you now begin to pray against the same evil you created you are confused you want to confuse the Lord too if you have not gotten to this stage you are still drinking milk and pop as a Christian if you have not gotten to the point whereby you know this that since your body is not the temple of God you are not supposed to allow any worries and anxiety you are supposed to be always conscious of him within because receiving me in your spirit is not end in confession confessing Christ is not destination it is a continual consciousness if not you keep dedicating yourself to Christ every time because you always forget about him because you are not conscious of him if you are not conscious of him it is as good as his absence a lot of Christians are absent in Christ but they are present in church if you are present in church and you are absent in consciousness you are absent in Christ and if you are absent in Christ you are as good as not being a Christian but people see you carrying big bible wearing good clothes looking good and going to church on a Sunday morning looking very bright God bless you God bless you saying God bless you is not the same as carrying the thoughts of the consciousness of Christ within your heart 2-4 tell me about 2-4-7 hallelujah Bible says if the spirit has raised Jesus from the dead is in you it will make alive your mortal body the problem that had not yet been solved in Nigeria's body of Christ is Christ's consciousness that is all after people confess Christ as Lord and Savior the only thing they know how to do is to try to obey the things that they say you have to love your neighbor as yourself people do those things but they are not conscious of Christ's presence in the midst of their being in the midst of their hearts because people are not talking about it and that is where the subject of the mind comes in every day you allow the consciousness of the stress of this world sniff away the consciousness of Christ from you. A hand that does not work should not eat, of course. 
as you are doing your daily activities you are multi-dimensional you have the capacity to be conscious of Christ's presence his power his ability while you are also busy doing other things just like a woman can multitask a woman can be operating a washing machine and be frying plantain at the same time hallelujah while she's paying attention to the sound of the crowd the baby that is sleeping any Christian that cannot carry Christ consciousness with his daily routine is yet to understand the place of Christ in his heart you can do it at the same time that's what I'm saying God created you to carry a lot of things at the same time spontaneously hallelujah we need to start eating meat so that we'll be able to tap in into the supernatural to enter the supernatural it seems like nothing to me so I'm praying for you that the word of God will find expression in the midst of your heart as you move in Jesus name